Meanwhile, at the royal funeral... I know you're a pervert under there. Yeah. Hello, lovely listeners. Hey. Welcome to another episode of Not Just Tentacles, where I, Rachel, attempt to demystify anime. And I, Ruth, stay permanently mystified. And today, we're going to Lululand. This is an episode of Hell of a Boss, just letting you know. And it is the best episode ever. Other opinions are available. Yeah, for instance, she subscribes to that opinion. I'm not sure. Who's she? The cat's mum? You. (laughs) But anyway, I'm not sure why, because I will let you in on a little secret, which everybody will find bizarre, seeing as it's now one of my favourite shows. But before this episode, I was actually considering dropping Hell of a Boss. What? I know. I feel really bad in retrospect, but... See, I loved it from the pilot. See, I enjoyed the pilot and I liked Murder Family, but I just thought, because once you've watched anime... Were you just in a rut? No, once you watch anime, other cartoons feel like they're lacking somehow. And I thought, well, this is funny, but... What were you expecting? A classroom full of assassins that also double up as hairdressers? Well, they are assassins. (laughs) But no, I, I just thought, this needs more, this needs more depth. This meat needs something that keeps me tuning in. I was just glad to see something that wasn't set in a fucking school. Well, there, there is that. I guess the, the thing that I'm going for here is I thought I don't see how they can sustain this premise for this many episodes because it does just feel like, or at least at this point it did, it just felt like a, a Cartoon Network show only with extra blood and guts like and swear words. Like of the week, yeah. assassination of the week. And I just thought, it's all going to be the same. It's going to be them doing a job at going tits up, Stolas ringing up and going, hello, beauty, yeah, I thought, where's my book? I thought that was what was going to happen, but... Then Lulu happened. I fell in love with both it and Stolas, and the rest is history. I liked it anyway. So, Lulu Land opens. I dislike this because this opening makes me cry. <laughs> okay, good that you've kind of got that in there. I don't like cartoons to make me cry. I want to watch cartoons to laugh. Thank you very much. Never watch Assassination Classroom then. I've seen it. I've cried. Anyway, so we open in the past. So this is when Octavia is a toddler and um, she's crying. Because she's had a nightmare. Yeah. And Stella refuses to get out of bed to see her. So Stolas goes over. So Stella, for those who are uninitiated, is Stolas's wife, who's a bit of a wag, isn't she? She seems to be based on Victoria Beckham. But don't quote us on that. (laughs) Yeah, we'll probably get slapped with a lawsuit if we haven't already for the intro. Either that or do we say Rebecca Vardy? She's basically some sort of wag crossed with some horrible 2000s pop star wife. And clearly a domestic abuser from the very beginning. I don't care what the stands say there. She reminds me of my brother's ex. Exactly. So, yeah, anybody that claims that there was no foreshadowing for Stella being... A uh, nasty husband beater. You've nope. got one really long fingernail. The light's catching it. Sorry, <laughs> I, I was just thinking of owls and talons. 
<laughs> anyway, so um, he goes in to comfort Octavia and in sort of big old dad singing in a lullaby. Oh, <laughs> big old dad in a dressing gown makes me think of my dad. With squeaky um, bunny slippers that get and messy <laughs> hair every single time they move. And it's so cute. It's a lovely David Bowie sounding number. Which you will be okay. Which he, he sings in space and um, yeah, telling her about... Um, is it Bowie-ish? I don't think it is Bowie-ish. For me, it, it has a hint of Muse. It has a hint of Radiohead. The, the you will be okay. Either way, he adores his daughter and he wants her to be consoled and go to sleep. So they watch a planet die and then they go back. And you do. Yeah. And then um, she opens her eyes and it's teenage Octavia. And Stella has woken the house for not the first time, screaming her You're lungs out. You're fucking an imp. Yeah, you fucked an imp in our bed and throwing carnivorous plants around and throwing the butler at Stolas and just generally. How rude. I know, just generally I mean, it, being it, it, a head question, case. Is the butler Moxie's dad? It no. It looks like Moxie, Moxie in the monocle. No, this. This butler isn't Moxie's dad. And I don't think the other one was either. I think that the old butler was the father to this one. But anyway... They all look like Moxie. They've got the same white... That's racist! Well, no, because Millie doesn't look like that. She's got black freckles. These look like Moxie with the the dual horns. Boy imps have white hair, apart from Blitz, who is bald. And girl imps have black hair. That's how it goes. What about the, the, the freckles? I don't know, that's just... And the sh- number of horns they have. I, I have no idea, but anyway... I mean, what's about non-binary apps? Anyway, back to the storyline. So, Stolas notices that Octavia is up and about and not looking too happy. So, he's like, let's go to Lululand, your favourite place in all hell. And she's like, I'd rather kill myself. And... Um, that's a good impression, actually. <laughs> and he um, decides to ring Blitz. And Blitz, being Blitz, is rubbing one out in the middle of the office. Using two puppets, one of Millie, one of Moxie, getting it on going oh you're such a good boss sir i love you etc and so he's got no right to yell his head off when stolas rings him and goes my big dick blitzy although obviously that is the last thing that octavia wants to hear especially since sorry it's just i find that kind of unsettling it's because he's got a voice like somebody's nice mom but the thing is, everybody associates... I don't want to hear somebody's nice mum. He's got a voice that would be like, Hello, darling, put the kettle on, let's have some tea. Everybody tea. associates Stolas with dirty talk. But after the pilot, the first episode in this, he never does it again. Good, so, because it's out of character. Yeah, I don't like it either. And obviously Octavia doesn't, because who wants to think about their dad having sex with some random? So he wants them to be bodyguards while they go around Lululand, because as he says... We're rich and we're hot. People want our money and our bodies. And poor Octavia is prepared to hate every minute of it. I love the fact they've just made this owl look like a teenage sulking goth girl. Yeah, and I love how when they're cramped... Like, you know, just know that when she turns 21, she's going to dye her hair blue. Yeah. Well, when um, they're all cramped in the horrible impmobile, which, as we know, is kind of dirty as heck and stuff for toy horses and condoms. And, um, they're, Why they're, condoms? We, we see them in another episode. Well, the, we haven't seen them yet, Anyway, so it's them. So you see them in there with their eyes glowing. He's got glowing red eyes. She's got glowing purple eyes. And she comes out and she's like, Ugh. And this is what this episode does beautifully and what lifts her up above 
other episodes and most other things dealing with divorce, in fact. It looks at both sides. Because most writers are adults, it normally takes the... Does it? I don't see anything from the wife's perspective. We don't care about her perspective. I do. Not this one. And Anyway, what is great about this is it doesn't do the whole you're selfish to be upset that your dad has a new partner and that... And and this is the thing, because she is genuinely terrified he's going to leave her because this is the first time she's ever seen him happy because he's been stuck in that miserable marriage to that harpy for years and he is finally enjoying himself, enjoying life, running around, exploring his sexuality and stuff. And she she's absolutely scared and it doesn't make fun of her. It doesn't go, ooh, whiny, sulky teenager. It respects her. And I'm convinced that Fibsy... Um, is responsible for this because she has said um, previously that this episode is particularly special to her and I think that's why. So they go around the theme park. Why is it special? Well, presumably for the reasons that I've just said. What did that happen to her? I I, I, I imagine so, yeah, because she writes about it like somebody that has. So they keep being attacked by random imps who never go near Octavia, you can't help but notice. Hmm. So Blitz is going around snipering and and Stolas is getting, oh, it's thrilling to see you on the job. Well, so basically it's, it's Mrs. that has put them up to the job. It's not confirmed in this episode, but very, very likely. So Moxie and Millie go off to enjoy the rides, or rather she's enjoying it because she used to come here all the time as a kid. Well, and he's crept out. Well, Moxie hates it because, let's I be honest, Moxie when it comes Lulu to Land is just skanky as heck. The... The um animatronic it's like Southport Pleasure Beach, but worse. Yeah, the animatronics are falling apart. The signs are landing and hitting people. The rides are all called things like the lawsuit. Poor Moxie ends up throwing up on top of this family, and oh, and and the shooting gallery. The shooting gallery with this demon who we keep seeing in the background um, in, in later episodes who always looks miserable. I like the fact that they're building a little world of extras that we're like, oh, it's that guy from that episode. And also Wally Wackford, we see him for the first time this episode. He's the roving wannabe inventor, just general charlatan where that you we, see. Where have you seen this? Yeah, he was selling the torches, which come into play later um, at the front of Fizzaroli's tent. And, oh, yes, this is when we first properly see Fizzaroli. Except it's not Fizz. Yeah, it's Robo-Fizz. But this was Blitz's um, ex-partner in all senses who he had a kind of nasty split with and now they're mortal enemies. So Via apparently... Just say Octavia. Octavia used to see this attraction as a kid and be absolutely terrified of it, but Stolus projects and thinks that she loves it for reasons that we'll find out in later later episodes. So he takes her in and he's all like... And Blitz is just like... And um, wanting to snipe Robo-Fizz. And um, she's just humiliated by the fact that her dad's all being all flirty, going, oh, what good aim, Blitzy, at this guy that... Uh, after this guy gets I mean, his head shot off. Nobody wants to see their parent flirting oh, with somebody no. who is not their other parent. Exactly. I have been there. I feel for her acutely. Yahoo, Mick Hucknell. I know. My mum had a series of boyfriends when I was a teenager. Not Mick Hucknell. And it was mortifying. She would stand there kind of snogging him and chasing him around car parks and slapping his bum in public. And he would just die of shame and just think sad old people should not be snogging each other no, in public. For anybody who has not seen Rachel's mother and the majority of you haven't just imagine uh, Kate Bush 
in Wuthering Heights video as portrayed by Jamie Lee Curtis in a long dark wig. Yeah, I can see That's that. That's accurate, isn't it? Yeah, so we've got the two main, well, three main story arcs going on at this point. So you have Blitz and his enmity with Fizz. You have... Is it, do you say enmity or do you say enmity? I, I say enmity. There's an N in Whichever, it. his feud with Fizz. Enmity. There, that sounds better. You have the drama, father-daughter drama going on with Stolas and Octavia. And then you've got the rather less interesting... I mean, my parents loved each other, so I'm kind of not so interested by that. But well, this very much resonates with yeah. me. I've been in this situation. And then there's the far less interesting storyline with Moxie and Millie, where he's trying to get her a toy from the oh, shooting you see, range. That interests me because... Uh, we have all been on that type of fairground attraction where they are obviously fiddling the shooting range. See, this doesn't appeal to me at all. This is the one point of the episode that I felt dragged. I was you just have like... obviously never tried to win a soft toy for a lady. No, never. Damn it, you should try, given that you were the guide's uh, shooting champion. So... I just felt like this ripped off a similar scene in Despicable Me and obviously in that one, um, Gru ends up kind of completely totaling the stall. But, um... So yeah, it just felt like that scene over again only for a far less exciting payoff. Oh, I preferred it. I mean, I love Moxie and Millie, don't get me wrong, but I just didn't feel like they added to anything there. I just what? Want, I just wanted to get back to Stolas and Octavia. I really was bored by Stolas and Octavia. I've seen that kind of plot so many times over on so many different shows. We will beg to differ. So she... I mean, I like the song, but the rest of the time I'm like, eh. So anyway, so she was finally fed up with her dad flirting with Blitz and runs off. Blitz and Fizz have a fight, which ends up with them... Kind of, oh, that was brilliant. <laughs> because they end up with them chasing each other around the tent and then Fizz blasting... Robo-Fizz, Robo that yeah, is. Yeah, blasting it through a hole in the roof, which knocks over Wally Wackford, who's currently selling some torches, God knows why, which ends up setting everything in the park on fire, uh -huh. which kills the horrible carny that's been making Moxie's life miserable. And um, in the middle of all this chaos... Can you use the word carny? Is that... Allowable? Oh, okay. Whoever he is. The sideshow dude. Yeah, the imp man who tries to pull Millie, which obviously she's not having any of it. Uh, anyway, so back to Stolas. He um he realizes he's not being bodyguarded. He's like, I should be being bodyguarded right now, because this imp just jumps on him and he is just looking around, looking for his knight in shining armor, Blitzy, but he's not there. And Millie shoots this guy's head off, and he's all like, oh. It was meant to be Blitz. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, we all know this was your bodyguard and a lady fantasy. Get over it. And then he finds Octavia. And this is I'm just imagining. It. You know what I'm imagining now? Stolas going, if I yes, me too. should stay, I would only be in your way. I would love to see that. But anyway, here Sorry. is the emotional high point of the episode and indeed... What, you mean you can even top the, that song, The You Will Be Okay? Yes, I believe so, because this whole conversation just felt so real to me. If you've ever been in the situation where 
your parents are divorcing and you feel like you're going to lose your favourite parent forever, then you will know exactly how Octavia feels. To be fair, though, you didn't really have that much of a choice given that your father's a shite bag. No, but... And your mum's not that amazing. I know. Look, we're not talking about me. We're talking about Stolas and Octavia, not least that whole background knowledge of the domestic abuse going on that he has spent his her life trying to shield her from. So to her, this has completely come out of the blue. She has no idea why her dad is suddenly having an affair with this weird red dickhead, as she calls him, which is You're actually the dickhead. best description of Blitz that anybody gives in the entire so what's series. What's the description of me when I've caught a suntan? <laughs> yeah, so as far as she's concerned, this has come out of the blue. I mean, she doesn't even care particularly that her dad's gay. She's just upset at the thought of him leaving her. He do- She doesn't get it so and and he's trying to explain to her but can't because it would have to address the fact that Stella has been abusing him all this time and again he can't because he's wanted to keep her safe from that but he tells her the important thing of this conversation and the has thing- she been physically abusing him all, all this time yes going by the way that um she behaves in the circus and how he catches that punch then yes A- anyway so he tells her the most important thing because she says, are you going to go where I can't find you and run off with him? And he says, no, never. And this is something that more stories should address because I, I, I'm going to be completely honest here. My mum did run off with a weird, weird red dickhead. So it's lovely and cathartic. Well, it's proper gammony, I suppose. There's More a, of a pink than a red dickhead. Yeah, there's a, it's a lovely catharsis in seeing a good divorced parent assure their kid that they're the most important thing in their life and that so they will never live what them. what you wanted to happen. Yeah, I, I, happen. I admit it. And this is what made me fall in love with Stolas and Octavia and I love them as a family unit. They, Whereas, because I never had that, I was just like, oh no. Yeah, exactly. You were like, let's get back to the wacky antics. Yeah, I want wacky antics. So when they go outside, um, Lululand is burning. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. That's what I'm talking about. Robo Fizz gets eaten by this dragon that's just prowling around. <laughs> yes, that was good. Um, yeah, the imps all kind and of... It's never really explained why we have Robo Fizz rather than the real Fizz. And because he presumably is working with Aussie at Aussies. Well, that's not been explained yet. But we we find out later anyway. So there you go. And land on the floor in kind of smoking heaps. (laughs) Uh, Way to ruin another good thing, sir. That slutty toy clown had it coming. And poor Millie gets dragged off by these weird little dog things. Wait, 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 wait. So did Blitz have the affair with real Fizzarelli or with... Robo Fizz. Um, presumably with real Fizz, but we don't know. We couldn't rule it out at this point. I mean, I, I mean to be honest, I I reckon um, Blitz would have an affair with a Henry Hoover. <laughs> it's true. He'd be like, yeah, look at the eyes maybe, on that. Maybe well, he does say what about at one point when he's fighting with Robo Fizz when oh, he's dear. going around looking like um the terminator with his eye glowing red and they're oh yeah and and they're they're going to go off and enjoy stylish occult which has weird taxidermy and stolas is like oh all right stylish occult like next um i think it's more like hot or bed bath and beyond no it's more like a goth shop what do we have that's equivalent to do we have a goth shop in the uk only really like they're, they're a local independent target 
What? I no. Target is more like B&M bargains. I have no idea. Anyway, it's somewhere that... Trust with Primark. It's somewhere that both Octavia and Luna like to shop and take their dads and do makeovers and things with them. Okay, so, well, m- maybe Affleck's Palace in Manchester. Yeah, that, that, that sounds like or the, the, old the nearest Quiggins equivalent that I can think of. Like an independent goth palace. But Normally a run-down place that does bubble tea. And this gave some odd people the idea that this storyline was finished and that they were never going to see Stolas again. At which point I'm like, what? Because this... Where, where did people get this as I don't from? know. But then they turned around and like, oh, he lied to Octavia. He didn't lie. He said that he wasn't going to leave her. He didn't yeah. say he was going to break up with Blitz because Blitz makes him happy. So, so who's where did they get this cue that it means he's going to break up with Blitz? That's people projecting. Oh, yeah. It's just totally straight people. People that think you have to choose between your kids and, like, and your love oh, life. Straight people, it doesn't work like and that. And you can't be gay around kids. I mean, she's 17. She knows how the world works. She you loves, can be gay and have kids. She loves her dad and she wants him to be happy. Exactly. So, Fine. so, yeah, this is, I mean, I know you are a bit meh about I'm it. Not meh about it. I enjoyed the episode. For me, that would be a 3.5 out of 5, whereas I know it would be 5 billion out of 5 for you. Yeah. I, 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 I just love the fact that it treats her seriously, that it doesn't just see her as a surly teenager that's acting out. It. I liked it. I just wanted more yucks. You just wanted more imp. That's what it is. You just felt like they were sidelined in this episode. Yes. Because you don't watch it for Stolas. I mean, even I don't watch it for Stolas. I, I like Stolas. I love him. He's my favourite character. But for me, he's not strong enough to carry the show. Because this was obviously the establishing episode to make him a serious character and to line him up as Blitz's love interest rather than just a one-note horny phone call guy. I so. quite like the idea of horny phone call guy. Yeah, but that wouldn't have <laughs> like lasted like an could entire come, series. He could come out with a, with a horny phone call and then like being like, I'm pruning my bush. <laughs> or, you know, some some sort of like long lost diva song. Well, that's, I think that's why I they... I, I think that's why they had to have this and then the big dick blitzy conversation because you're like, hang on, there was, oh, no, there was no. such a gap between that and what we've seen and what we see later on in the series. No, and it's I, clear he's just putting I, in an I act. I wouldn't want it like do. the whole big dick blitzy. I, I would rather have had... At the start, the whole, oh, my big dick blitzy. And you're like, oh, God, that creep again. But then suddenly you find out, oh, actually, he's quite sweet. Because that was my reaction when I saw him in the first episode of the of the proper series. I was like, oh, not this twat again. But then obviously <laughs> I got... I know, Rude. I called Stolas a twat. I thought it was a horny bastard. I'm sorry, I sweetie. Like I love you. <laughs> so um... Excuse me, I may have hair like Stolas. <laughs> I am not Stolas. <laughs> anyway. Um... Although I do share like him so in I have some terms of emotions storytelling and the best song in the series thus far in your opinion fabulous it's what it, it's the best of the sad songs but me i prefer mustang dong no actually no not the mustang imp jingle i like oh millie and the imp jingle i'm sorry i, I oh, do like them yeah yeah, and the Aussies song. Oh, I even like the cherub jingle. Oh, I didn't. Ugh. I did because of the stuff it's parodying. Yeah. But more on that story next week. Well, it's not next, next week. week. 
It's not next week. Next week, this week, whenever. It's not even that whenever week. Whenever we Spring feel like broken it. is next. Spring then, Cherub, yeah. Yeah, but we might be recording two episodes in one go, mightn't we? Ah, that is true. I do like a good double bill. Oh, I do love a double ender. <laughs> All right, put it away. I'm sorry, I've been led on by Stolas. <laughs> anyway. Stolas is my spirit animal. <laughs> oh, God, what does that make me? <laughs> sorry, I fucked your husband. Anyway, I think that's all we've got time for now, folks. So until next time, lovely people. Bye. Bye. Love you. Love you. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe. And you can also follow us on social media. We are at Tentacles Not on Twitter. And on Facebook, our page is called Not Just Tentacles. Speak to you soon. Bye.